Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Do. Hey, everybody, Monkey down here in the southeast U.S., still baking and still dry, but at least we're, we're, uh, we're not blown away yet, so that's a good thing. Hope everybody's nice and high today. We also have Bubble Hawk. G'day guys, Bubble Hawk coming at you from the land of Vegemite sandwiches and feral beasts. Hope we're all doing well today. And no Marge this week, she's enjoying a long weekend in Canada, I think she said. It's some long weekend, maybe a bank holiday or something, some August bank holiday. I think we have that here in the UK as well. We miss you Marge. Yes, uh, summer's nearly over, so she'll be back stuck in the house pretty soon, and then she'll be here more often. <laughs> I like that, stuck in the house. Oh, I'm yeah. stuck in the house, I'll go hang out on no. my homegrown. The door's now. frozen shut, I can't go out. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we rate really good, don't we? But yeah, you've, you've got us three, though. It's going to be a session with us three, so we're going to be a little bit more out of control than usual because we don't have March to keep us in control. You know, so uh, uh, let's just chat some shit, get high, and talk about some cannabis stuff. You know what I'm saying? Sounds like no a plan I'm to me. Saying, man. No, I'm saying. I'll be watching too much Trader Pop Boys, isn't it? No, I'm saying. We're <laughs> <laughs> saying. Is that J Rock? <laughs> yeah, J Rock, man. That guy's funny. Yeah, been watching uh, because I watched it and then I was like, oh, told the missus, you know, you got to watch this TV show, man. It's pretty good. It's funny. She loves it. You know, she loves Bubbles. Bubbles is a favorite character and shit. So. Bubbles is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's a crack up. Yeah, man. Good TV, funny TV, especially when you get into it. You know, it's a, it's a little bit hard to adjust to, but once you get used to it, it it's that Canadian TV. humor, man. You got to figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and Leahy, Leahy is a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> Randy and Leahy, those are my personal cheeseburgers, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> personal but he said the professionalism lasted for a bit, at least. You know, it doesn't go on for long, Billy. We try, we try. But this is the best we can do. We only do a little bit of professionalism here. You will know that by now. Yeah. If we were professional all the time, they wouldn't come. Yeah, probably. Probably. (laughs) Like they're like us. They want a stoner session. I believe it. I really do. But we're on episode 152. This one is 152 overall, which is loads of episodes, man. Yes, it is. God damn. It's like three years worth of episodes. Uh, This one specifically, the cannabis news and events and the grow guys are on episode 81 this week. So lots, man, lots of episodes, lots of subjects covered. It'll be more like uh, almost three years and two months. We're coming up on that number now. There you go. We started yeah, it in it, one one random July during the pandemic lockdown. Yeah. Remember the pandemic? Remember? Remember? Remember, remember the days? Yeah. It's coming remember? again, everybody. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. We're seeing this right. shit coming back up. Yeah. Honestly, don't think they're going to have a lockdown in the U.S. Uh, so many people right now screaming about that, about the, even the hint of it right now. Yeah, yeah you really. watch. You fucking watch. Yep. They'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Too many people made too much Honestly, money off it. wouldn't mm-hmm. bother me, man. I was fine with it. My business still works just fine as a remote business. And you know what I'm saying? It, it, hey, if I don't have, any, have nobody knocking on my door, even better. You know, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> you can't come in. No, you got, yeah. you got, you got that COVID <laughs> in me. I know you do. I can't let you in this house. No. Uh, it's nice. 
Yeah, yeah smoke, everybody. We did say that C word a few times there, so make sure you're smoking. Nuts. Yeah, let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. We will be here pretty much every week. I know we'll take a few weeks off here and there as we do so we can have some nice long weekends away. You know, just uh, just try and stay high and keep your grow going, everybody. Fuck everything else. That's just the way it goes. No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. All right, J-Rock. So what else is going on this week? I mean, we have the uh, the cannabis news and events to be covering this week. We have uh, five stories, I think. Uh, Mon- uh, Monkey has two. I have one. Bubble has one. We got one from Billy Bonds sent one in as well, the Rover Reporter. So he's got uh, he's got one he sent in, which is cool. Thanks for sending in the story, Billy. What are we smoking on this week? What you got, Bubble? What you got? You got something nice? I'm enjoying some tester of this runt stone cowboy, and I'm. You know when you do a grow and you're like, yeah, it's it's it looking pretty good, it's smelling pretty good, and then you taste it and you're like, fuck, I think I've outdone myself here. <laughs> I am um, kind of in that. It fucking railed me the other night when I had it. When nice. I first tried it, I was like, shit. <laughs> so I'm quite happy with it. Um, It's just, it's really heady. It's not like, so it's not super sleep inducing. Um. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, I'm really keen for some of this orange punch, but I'm letting that go just a little longer to Mm-mm. um to cure up before I test it. But this runs is real tasty. Nice, nice. What are you saying, monkey? What you got? I uh, went back and found a jar of amnesia. This has been in the, in the cabinet, way in the back seal for about nine months. So did you forget about it? <laughs> Kinda, yes, did. <laughs> it was for real. Like, oh, I've got this thing back here. So I opened it up and surprised. Yeah, the terpenes have changed. It's gone from the from the uh, citrus and lemony to more of the herbal terpenes now. So it's very interesting. And I didn't think nice. it was too strong until after I smoked a bag. I did a vape the bag of it. And now all of a sudden my head's spinning. So I think it's there. Perfect. Just what yes. you want. So I think we're ready for the news. Then I think are we ready for the news? Already? <laughs> yeah. No. Th- no. Dude. Yeah, normally it goes on for a bit longer. Not normally, but we could continue, but we should really move on to the news because last week's episode was long, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's talk about this week's cannabis news and events. Let's go. So what's going on this week in the world of cannabis? Lots, I think. Lots. Where do mm. we even begin? Who Monkey, you've got two. So do you want to cover one of yours first? Do you want to do one of your news articles? Sure. Would you like to go positive or negative? Uh, I think we should start off with the bad news and end on the good news. Okay, let's go this way then, because it's kind of kind of interesting here then. Okay, this is this comes to us. It says Republican threatens to defund North Carolina tribe on the brink of historic marijuana vote. Oh, wow. Now, we had been talking about <laughs> some of these Native American tribes in, in the United States and country in states that, that have gone either medically legal or on the edge of going recreationally. But some of these tribes are jumping in and uh, opening their own dispensaries on tribal lands, which is governed completely separately from uh, state property. And so now we have a situation going on. So here we go. As the Cherokee tribal members of North Carolina prepare to vote on legalizing adult use cannabis, a congressman from the area is threatening to defund the tribe, whether the measure passes or not. Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians Principal Chief Richard Sneed is calling 
calling the Republican congressman's comment a major political blunder. The legislation doesn't apply to jurisdictions that authorize medical use of, of cannabis when prescribed by a licensed medical professional, Edward says. Edward warned, Edward warned in a August 17 opinion piece in the Cherokee One Feathered newspaper that his legislation will defund governments that ignore federal law regarding cannabis sales and use. Here Damn in our beloved man. mountains, wow. we are already wow. facing unprecedented crime, drug addiction, and mental health, Edwards wrote. We can't stand by and condone even the greater access to drugs to poison more folks in Western North Carolina, not to mention having even more impaired drivers on the road. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know where this guy's getting his facts from, uh, but if he would actually go back and look at the states that have legalized, they would find that there are not higher road fatalities going on over there. And they are not seeing the youth going into, into uh, that cannabis is not leading youth into, into further into drugs and things such as this. The Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians is a sovereign self-governed nation and a federally recognized tribe. The tribe and individuals are eligible for, eligible for U.S. funding in a variety of ways, including recent COVID-19 American Rescue Plan allocations. In a letter published Thursday in Cherokee One Feather, Sneed said Edwards has overstepped his authority. He points out that Edwards is a federal representative, a non-Indian elected individual testing, telling a sovereign tribal nation that they ought to handle their business, how they ought to handle their business, only to, only to toke up a joint. Although many states have legalized medical and adult recreational use of cannabis, Cannabis remains illegal under federal law. The Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians will vote September 7th on whether to legalize adult use of cannabis on tribal lands in North Carolina. If the September 7th measure passes, the tribe's 57,000 acre koala boundary in the western part of the state would become the only place in North Carolina where you could legally light up a joint. Now, guys, I'm going to ask you right there. If you were this, this Native American tribe and saw this opportunity sitting there, wouldn't you jump on it? Well, you'd have to. Yes, yeah, it would be stupid not to. Yeah. Especially just... when, when they're not really breaking any uh, new ground here. This has been done across the United States and other areas. We know what the cannabis is going to do, and it's really not going to do anything bad. So, so how I, much well, money do they receive from the American government? Yeah. Do you know, does it say that? How much money are they going to lose out on? Well, it doesn't really say that. What the guy is, is, is uh, threatening to do right now, right off the top, uh, each state and each uh, municipality, so each, each Indian, uh, Native American Indian uh, reservation, tribe, boundary land, whatever you want to call it, but they also receive things like federal uh, road funds, highway funds. Right. Um, things right. like that. So he's he's right off the top. He says he is going to introduce legislation to withhold 10 percent of the road funding, federal road funding away from the tribe. How's that legal? Man? They'll, they'll make more than that on sales alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is being this. This article came to me uh, via some members that are in that state at Percy's. They, they, they send me these articles in here. And they, they admitted in, in the, the message and said, yeah, this is one of the richest tribes in the entire state, in the entire country. And it's like they're not even going to be worried about the 10 percent that they might lose mm. one of those things. But this is this is also a very seems to be a, a more and more common tactic. And I'm, I'm afraid to say it by the Republican Party is that I don't like something. I'm going to defund it. You know, yeah. and it, 
It doesn't make any difference if the people are voting and they, they're in favor of doing this and nothing is illegal. They're still going to try and get their way by using underhanded methods like defunding this bullshit. So I don't know whether or not the defunding is going to actually happen or not. But basically, this guy wants to go to war with, with, a, with a Native American tribe. And I have a feeling that the tribe is going to win this one. I don't really know. Mm. So the tribe already plans to open what tribal officials call the world's largest medical cannabis dispensary superstore. Having grown and cultivated medical cannabis for many months, the tribe originally planned to issue regulated medical cards to eligible adults to buy from the dispensary. The retail operation is poised to be the first and only place to legally purchase cannabis in North Carolina with broader legalization on tribal lands a possibility. It remains unclear whether dispensary sales would still require a medical card, but discussion in July by tribe leaders suggests some are expecting the referendum could lead to recreational cannabis sales. The, refer the referendum is going to voters, uh, says adult use would apply to anyone 21 years or older. No language in the refer referendum limits adult use to tribal members. Edwards warns of drug tourism in his opinion piece. Now, this is something crazy. Um, when cannabis became legal in the United States, two first areas, some of the first legal recreational areas you could go to were Washington and Colorado. And the year that it went recreational legal, these two states saw massive amounts of cannabis tourism come to their state. People wanted to come there. They wanted to buy cannabis. They wanted to consume it responsibly, leave their tax dollars in your state and go home. I don't understand what this guy is, is worried about drug tourism because if you if you look in those states, and I still go to the states, I'm planning to go back to one of them in, uh, in the next month. Mm -hmm. uh, but you don't see this drug tourism. It's not bums in the street and homeless people. These are people with money and means, and they came to enjoy cannabis in your community. These are not homeless people that have come there looking looking for a handout on the street. Give me a joint. But that doesn't stop there being long queues at the dispensary, man. And that would piss me off. Like all these fucking tourists. I just want to get my weed, man. Move. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that way at all. I mean, it's dispensaries are very happy places when I go in there. You know, they they usually people are mm -hmm. smiling and there's plenty of weed and there's a lot a lot of love going around in most dispensaries I've been in, at least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No but doubt. Anyway, Congress can't stop the vote, he said, but I'm appealing to tribal members to vote against it, Edward says. It is important that the tribe understands they will be voting on, on a measure that, if enacted, could easily be very costly in terms of a loss of federal funding. In a September 7th measure passed, Edward says people from all over the state and surrounding area will be driving to Cherokee and likely the EBCIs and other non-contiguous tribal lands to buy it and light up and party. It also means that many would be leaving the reservation and hitting the road high, he said. Hmm. Well, how do you style that, guys? He <laughs> said it wrong, isn't it? They... isn't it? Hitting the high road? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Well, yeah. That, he that's say it wrong? Well, it could be hitting a high road high. Nice. Yeah. Either way, so, like sounds that, like right? a new kind of country music song. But he's, yeah. complaining, <laughs> he's complaining that people are going to go over there and they're going to consume it and have to drive home high. Well, you made them go that far to get it in the first place is what my point is. You know, if it was yeah. right around the corner from their house, they wouldn't have to drive over there to consume it. So that's just like, it's, it's crazy. There's even putting that out there, though. Mm -hmm. also Even better very... if they could grow it in their backyard. 
Exactly. Well, everybody should be able to do that. That's what high on homegrown is all about. You know, you should be able to get it from your own source, which is you. Mm -hmm. It it eliminates all the bad stuff right there. All the crimes gone. You know what you're consuming. You did this. Yes, by all means. There is also a very real possibility of drug tourism where bad actors will capitalize on the influx of partying travelers to Western North Carolina and offer other types of illicit hard drugs for sale. The what do you mean by act- bad actors? You mean like Ben Stiller and shit? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But this is funny that he even, even brings it up. I mean, I can go through the whole article piece by piece, but everything he brings up is, is wrong. Now, he's, talk- he's worried about uh, drug tourism coming there and bad actors looking for hard, harder drugs. You don't go to a cannabis dispensary to buy legal cannabis looking for other drugs because they yeah. don't have them. Yeah. <laughs> that's it it's not like it's not like all the meth heads are hanging around out front like oh i just gotta get me fixed from the fucking dispo <laughs> you guys haven't been to amsterdam have you? but when you go to amsterdam it's like you go to the coffee shop and you'll buy your cannabis and then you go wherever you know back to your hotel room for example and out there on the streets there's these people they're called lucky lucky men or at least that's what we call them and they'll be like pills cocaine just whispering well mm-hmm. you, you know you're walking past them and they'll go pills cocaine Charlie, 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 Charlie. I don't know what. What did he just say? What did he... <laughs> so there are dodgy bastards taking the, taking advantage of the fact that there is legal cannabis. But the only way you're going to stop that is by, as I've said before, properly regulating and legalizing all drugs. You know, that's the way that that needs to be stopped. Anyway, I've never been. I've never had anybody in a cannabis dispensary anywhere in the world that I've ever been offer me anything but cannabis mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. because just, just the way it was i mean i was there to buy this and everybody knew what i was there for so mm-hmm. one of those deals it's crazy i don't know these people can make up shit it's crazy <clears throat> all right so today's marijuana isn't woodstock weed <laughs> dr kevin sabet president of ceo and smart approaches to cannabis said on friday's news release it is highly it's a highly engineered drug that's often wrapped in kid friendly packaging with potencies potencies up to 99 percent, a major political blunder. I don't know where he's getting these facts. From. Yeah. Just out of his like asshole, pulling, mate. That's where yeah, he's getting them from. Shit out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this, well, the highly engineered drugs, I see that as more of the Delta eight and, and that kind of stuff that they're producing, you know. The HHMs mm. and all that, all the synthetics, the Delta Nine, the Delta Ten. I see them as the pharmaceutical fucking opioids that are being sold around the place. That's what the highly well, engineered ki- drugs are. That's kind of what the Delta Eight and stuff is, because it's you, you're taking CBD and you're you're you know changing it, making it mm. into something that it's not not originally was. But yeah, he he's calling all this bad, opening up a dispensary when he's already got the farm bill over there in, in Western North Carolina pumping out Delta-8 and Delta-9 out there, hemp-derived stuff, HHM and, and THCO, THCP. It's already there, and he's complaining because they're going to open it with dispensary and so natural cannabis. I don't get sounds it, like Sounds like he's pissed he's not going to get any of the money. Oh, yeah. You, you're leading right into my next bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this one up. Anyway, I'm not going to go too far in here, but let's just say that right now we have a standoff between the Cherokee Nation and this guy, this guy Edwards in the Western North Carolina, because he's threatening the whole money back. Uh, I will be following up with this story when we get some some information. So after the vote goes and Edwards does what he does, we will follow up and let you know this. But you're talking about uh, this whole political game thing here, the, the, the threats. Um, another story had been passed to me um, 
via the forum about what's going on in Virginia in the United States. Now, Virginia also passed, they passed medical, and then recently they passed legal recreational. But in the, in the meantime, what happened is they went from a, they, they changed governors from the time the bill was passed until the time everything happened. The new governor, Republican governor in Virginia, has announced that he does not intend to spend one nickel to fall, to to move forward the dial on recreational cannabis. They haven't set up any distribution points, no dispensaries, no licenses, nothing like that, because he doesn't want to see any person who's been in prison or any minorities profit from this benefit. So the social equity parts of the bill, he don't like it. So he's he is not going to move the bill forward. How you like that, guys? Wow. And he's doing it by, again, pulling funding from the committees that are, are supposed to be in place to actually make this happen. You have to put the committees in place so they can write the rules. He but it's something that I've said before, like, is how do these motherfuckers, how do foolish motherfuckers like this guy get into a position of power where they can make calls like this? It's it's strange. A lot of times it, what, I, what I've seen is... Even though you've got the you know, the vast majority or the, the, the majority, I'm not going to say vast, but the majority of citizens in Virginia have voted, yes, we want the recreational cannabis to be legal. Yes, we want all this stuff like that. And you get a situation where a candidate comes in and doesn't state his real purpose on a, on a ticket and comes in and then, bam, shuts the stuff down. But this is, I'm starting to see more and more of what I'm going to call this bad loser syndrome going on here, where a vote mm -hmm. comes up and things happen and it goes against what a politician wants. Mississippi is a perfect example there. Mississippi legalized uh, medical cannabis and the, the governor came back and says, I'm not going to sign the bill. So they had to go back and, and go around the governor in that case. South wow. Carolina, South, uh, South Dakota had legalized recreational and medical. And the gov the, somebody came back, said, looked at the Constitution, said, oh, there's a loophole here. We can't let that go. That got pulled back. Uh, and now they can't get it move, moving the dial forward any. But they're starting to use loopholes and funding and things like this to get their way. Once, once it gets in, they're trying to pull these things back, even though the majority of the voters want this. So stay diligent is what I'm trying to say here. Even though you get it passed, it's not there till it's enacted. So you got to stay diligent. Um, you might have a governor who says, yeah, we'll get we'll get your recreational cannabis in and things like that. Hey, I'm going to look at a president that Joe Biden said he was going to decriminalize. Ain't seen a damn thing about that happen yet. It's as if all of these politicians are full of shit. Hmm. You kind of like you might think that they would be what dishonest, possibly. Wow. You think they might hmm. say things that aren't true. It's criminal behavior, man. It's just shocking it that is. they keep getting away with it. I hope that one day we can regain some kind of trust in our politicians and have some kind of system that we can rely on and actually listen to the people rather than just being out there for their own selfish yeah. best interests, man. Well, Stupidness. Cherokee Nation in, in North Carolina, you've got all my support, and I wish you all mm -hmm. well. By all means, I hope that this guy Edwards loses his next election. Yes. Fuck them, motherfucker. All the money you make from the weed sales need to go on getting advertisements to make sure everybody knows what a crooked motherfucker he is so he doesn't get elected in the next election. There you election. go. Yes. Yeah, give, give away free bumper stickers when they buy weed, you know? Mm -hmm. Telling everybody not to vote for that idiot. That's right. <laughs> but we have more shit going on around the world. Of course, we have some news from Australia. Bobby, you want to hit your one next? 
Yeah, so um, <clears throat> pardon me. My one comes from WA, actually. Um, so the WA medicinal cannabis regulations to be reviewed amid call for immediate action. Uh, so the West Australian government looks set to make it easier for more doctors to prescribe medicinal cannabis, but has stopped short of supporting calls for the changes to drug draw driving laws. Uh, in March, a parliamentary report into medicinal cannabis issues in WA made 16 recommendations, including changing laws to provide a defence for medical uh, cannabis use, provided the driver was not impaired. Yeah, sorry, that line was a bit weird. Uh, the official response was tabled in Parliament on Tuesday and supported 11 of the 16 recommendations, but only noted the push for drug driving reform. Instead, the government will establish a working group to consider reasonable amendments to the Road Traffic Act. A state government spokeswoman said that the working group would avoid any knee-jerk changes to driving laws. We want to be very clear that this government would never support any amendment which would allow a person to drive while impaired, she said. Uh, it is the government's strongly held position that nobody should be driving impaired. However, other Australian jurisdictions are progressing amendments to enable a defence for people using medicinal cannabis, as prescribed, to drive while unimpaired, and Tasmania already has these provisions in place. Medicinal cannabis advocates have long stressed the presence of tetrahydrocannabinol, THC, in a person's bloodstream does not necessarily mean the person is impaired, but there has been debate as to how to determine whether someone is impaired. Uh, Legalised Cannabis MP Brian Walker chaired the parliamentary committee that recommended We know that guy. <clears throat> we do. We talked to him. Mm -hmm. um, so where were we? Come, committee. Uh, recommended my bad. Changes. Sorry, man. Yeah, no, you're good. I was <laughs> mid-sentence and a little high. Recommended changes to drug driving laws and said the government's response was a step in the right direction. The politically correct response is that I'm happy that they are taking this seriously, he said. As a medical practitioner, as well as a politician, I'm sad they are not taking more immediate action. Uh, Dr. Walker said it was frustrating medicinal cannabis was being treated differently from alcohol. I'm distressed that people are allowed to drive with alcohol in their systems, which def uh, definitely affects people, and people think it's okay up to 0 0.05 but they are not prepared to address the issue of how do you detect impairment in other cases, he said. Uh, Dr. Walker said he was pleased the government was broadly supportive of the recommendations surrounding medicinal cannabis. Um, the government has promised to remove the need for doctors to be specially authorised to prescribe Schedule 8 cannabis because real-time prescription monitoring is now available in WA and the use of the drug is easier to track. Uh, prescriptions issued interstate will also be able to be honoured in WA and the government will review daily THC prescribing limits and investigate the feasibility of a medicinal cannabis advisory service. Uh, calls for changes to medicinal cannabis regulations in WA come as the mining industry grapples with how to regulate increasing use among its workforce. The government says it supports an update to the guidance it provides employers uh, following the committee's finding that medicinal users struggle to keep jobs on mine sites due to impairment protocols. The Chamber of Minerals and Energy told the inquiry there was no clear consensus about how much THC indicated impairment, but the zero-tolerance approach had been broadly adopted. The government said the Department of Mines, Industry, Regulation and Safety would work to update a document called Alcohol and Other Drugs in the Workplace Guidance Note. Uh, the document published in 2008 said cannabis users exhibited confusion, 
clumsiness and slow reaction times. Wow. So, um, yeah, a few changes coming. And I think it's just that, you know, the way the ball rolls, if you know what I mean, we're starting to starting to get a little bit, little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, more common sense is coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just this stuck on that driving thing. Um, you know, it's, they seem to forget that <clears throat> people have been getting high and driving for the last fucking 60 odd years. It's more like they're ignorant to it, isn't it? That, that's what it is. They just don't know what the fuck is going on. I mean, nobody wants anybody behind the wheel of a car or any type of heavy machinery if they are impaired. That's just, you know, common yeah, sense. You don't no, want to be course not. seeing any extra accidents and shit. But their concern is they just think that anybody who has the slightest little bit of THC in their system is stoned out of their minds and is going to be drinking from glass bottles with broken necks. Remember that that fucking that movie, uh, uh, Reefer Madness, you, you know, with people jumping yeah. out of windows, <laughs> playing pianos really fast, you know, yeah, <laughs> all yeah. this stupid shit. They're just ignorant, yeah. man. And, and I think over time they'll see things change. And I don't know. It's just cannabis is a difficult one to test for, isn't it? It's difficult to test for impairment when somebody's high on cannabis because you could have a fuckload in your system. Because I remember, you know, a couple oh, of years man. ago, I used to smoke shitloads of weed every day and I'd be driving, no problem. But no, if I smoked a joint, it's, it's like if I went to take my dogs for a walk, I wouldn't take a joint with me and smoke when I take the dogs for a walk because I've got to drive them back home afterwards and I'll be too fucking stoned to drive. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. But yeah, a couple of years ago, I'd, take a you know one or two splits for the dog walk and i know i'll be fine driving home it's just yeah. one of those things it's, it's like a personal choice that you have to make on whether you're impaired or not and it, i don't know man but i it, think it, that's i think crazy, that's part it? of it is that mm-hmm. they they can't because they can't test the impairment they mm-hmm. just go well we don't know so the easiest and you know finger quotation marks safest way is to just say you can't have it but then mm it negates the point that it's a medicinal it's for medicinal use. So there are people out there that need to use it to function correctly. And if they can't function correctly, they're going to be worse or more of a danger than if they were using. Um, So I think there's a very, um, a very jaded view that's, that's sort of still stuck in that, you know, we've got politicians still stuck in that prohibition mindset that, you know, they've been told for the last 30, 40 years of their of their lives by whoever, you know, whether it be family or or prohibition and things like that, that it's bad and that you can't, you know, you just turn into a big brainless zombie. Mm-hmm. And um, one and cannabis the, can kill you, man. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And they just mm-hmm. keep they, that's what they hold. They, they hold on to that and they won't let it go because it was mm-hmm. what was drilled into them. And um, it's hard, hard to change people's opinions on that stuff sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty much if you're driving your vehicle and you have a crash and, you know, you get tested positive and you're under the effects of cannabis or any other drug, then you're going to get prosecuted to the full extent of the law, aren't you? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a difficult one, man, because when people are, it's not just cannabis that is a dangerous medicine in that way. You know, if somebody gets too stoned from cannabis, it's just the same as taking too many of them. Why them fucking pills? Gabapentins? Oh, no, anything. it's like any a opioid. yeah any opioid yeah you know my missus she has them pills to gather pencil i think those are the ones specifically and it says she's not allowed to drive on them because when it enters the bloodstream it turns into some kind of opioid that can be compared with heroin so 
where's the controls on these drugs? You know, how are people testing to make sure that people aren't taking too many of these to the point where they're impaired and can't drive? It's, well, uh, ca cannabis is the only legally prescribed medication in Australia that you cannot, you don't have a defense for driving with. So you can literally be on methadone replacement <laughs> and drive crazy. and mm -hmm. have, and, and they don't, they won't even test it. Like you keep, you know, like as long as you're not fucking dribbling all over yourself and falling out of the car at the traffic lights, then so you're fine. You can sit there and snort up on Oxycontin and be wasted out your mind and still be legally driving that car. Correct. Oh Lord. That's crazy just, shit, it's, man. It's the thing. Mm -hmm. They just won't, you know, like you could, you could be, yeah, opiates, no problem. But we know that they cause more, way more issues than cannabis ever has when it comes mm -hmm. to, to road deaths and um, and injuries and things. So I think like if and, you pulled somebody over and they're extra friendly, being like, oh yeah, no problem, officer, it's still good. I don't mind what I swear. They're fucking stoned, man. Because <laughs> if you pulled me over, I'll be like, what the fuck have you pulled me over for? You better have a good reason for stopping me, officer. You, you know, and if they're just being really nice, they're probably high. Arrest them criminals. <laughs> Yeah, but nobody's, fuck knows, man. nobody's fuck knows. this friendly but, you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> have you seen that one uh where they pull over some car it's just one of these uh these short comedy sketches you see and the guy leans into the car and he's like blow on this and he, you know the lady thinks that it's a breathalyzer and she blows it and it's one of them duck noise whistles you know like, oh, yeah. and, and <laughs> they, they just start giggling at themselves in the car and like yeah you're high get out you know, <laughs> I love it. It, that's some kind of test you can do, you know, but it, it's just a difficult one, a fine line. It, it's a difficult one for sure, man, because nobody, none of us, is, you know, no, I don't think anybody out there wants anybody driving impaired. You know, it's just a stupid thing to do and it's dangerous, man. People lose their lives because of people making stupid decisions like that. So we yeah. want people to definitely be tested and to be safe when they're driving, but you can't be infringing on people's freedoms at the same time. It's a, it's a fine line to tread, man. It's crazy. And it's a tough one. Like we said before, many times, a person who uses cannabis medically on a regular basis has got way more of a tolerance and it's going to have way more mm -hmm. ability to drive almost undetectably Absolutely. different when it, when he's on his cannabis, he, she is using the cannabis. Uh, it's just, I don't know. There's no real answer here, guys. You know, what do you, what do That's we do? It. That's it. What, what do you do, man? Uh, Red Eye Guna says in the chat there, there was a guy in the UK, Drew, he's sharing, he's a YouTuber, many of you might know who he is. Uh, he has a prescription for cannabis. He beat, uh, he says best, but I think he means beat, he beat a driving case because it would be more dangerous for him to be driving without his medication. And TG yeah. was similar, you know, when TG, because he has his stomach spasms and shit, mm -hmm. it's safer for him to drive with cannabis because that would prevent him from having a stomach spasm that will affect his driving. So, you know, it's not all black and white, is it? It's not like somebody's got cannabis in their system, arrest them. You know, some people should be doing it. Some people shouldn't. You know, it's really down to your own personal decisions and you need to know your own capabilities. And if you feel as if you are not in a position to be driving a vehicle because you you have too much of anything, you know, if you haven't slept enough, if you had an argument with your missus, you know, anything like that, there's all sorts of things that are going to... Impair mm -hmm. your ability to drive safely. Just mm -hmm. you know, use your own common sense. Do the best you can. Make the best decision possible, and don't drive when you're not capable of doing it. I'd rather have a stoner on the road with me than somebody who's angry and road raging. 
I used to do both, you know. <laughs> I used I to be stoned can... and still road rage. <laughs> I don't know how you can do that. I mean, it, it's, you know, weed mellows me out. I don't want to be angry at people. Man, because you don't drive on the roads I got to fucking drive on. That's, That's what fact. it is. I, Damn. I, don't drive, I don't drive in the UK. That's it. That's right. Yeah. People just don't give a fuck about safety here anymore. They don't realize they're driving two tons of fucking metal that can kill people. You know, they're just more. They think that their journey is more important than yours. And they're allowed to do stupid, risky things to make their journey 20 seconds faster. And that frustrates me. Everybody's more important than we are. Don't you know? Of that? course. Of course. Anyway, yes. So uh, I think there's uh, there's some progress being made in Australia there, right? What do you think, Bull? Do you think um, they're going to yeah, uh, make think, good laws? Look, there's, you know, it. I did see something about um, Victoria doing a, a test on a bunch of medicinal users where they would have a defense against it um, and they're going to track how they're going and things. So I think it's starting i think there's been enough noise around it now that the the government's like fuck we got to grease this this squeaky wheel before um it gets out of hand so mm-hmm. i think having the um the members in parliament now from the legalized cannabis party makes a difference because they they're constantly bringing this up whereas mm-hmm. before there was no real you know you'd have one or two people in parliament that maybe cared a little bit but it wasn't really big on their agenda. Whereas these guys, this is their agenda. That's that's what they're there for. They're they're there to to bring awareness around it. And so I think slowly but surely we're starting to see some um, some positive changes. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. As I said, you know, eleven of the sixteen recommendations um, supported. So you know that's that's not bad considering you know. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, you would have got none of them. They would have mm-hmm. just noted all the recommendations and been been on their way with it and not cared. So Progress um, all the same. Correct. But uh, I've got an interesting one here, and you can tell this is good news because it's from the Daily Mail. Now, I don't, <laughs> now <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm sure you all know my stance on the Daily Mail, and it's also known as the Daily Fail because it's a fucking dreadful newspaper. So it must be a nice article considering that I'm bringing you a news article from the Daily Mail, right? You know what I mean? That, that makes sense, right? Does it make sense yeah, what it I makes, just said? Or was it just words? Yeah. You know? Works for me, yeah. <laughs> it says... Recreational weed industry verges on collapse due to steep taxes, plunging prices, glut of competition, and thriving illicit pot market. So, yeah, this is from the Daily Mail in my favorite news team from here in the UK. Uh, Across the US, the legalized cannabis industry is buckling under the strain of plunging prices, patchwork state regulations, and burdensome taxes. Analysts and industry groups say all of these issues are chipping away at the health of the industry to a point where I would describe the industry as in crisis in the United States. Bo Whitney, senior economist for the National Cannabis Industry Association, told DailyMail.com this week, this is unsustainable from an economic perspective. Currently, the recreational use of cannabis is legal in 23 states. That's a that's a lot, man. There's there's fifty states, right, Monkey? It's fifty states. There are fifty states, yes. Yeah, yeah. So just less than half of them, but more than fifty percent of the population, because the states that have legalized are pretty big ones, right? Yes, you have uh, mm-hmm. the fact that you have New York City, L.A., Chicago, California. You know, big, big, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and last year, state regulated medical and recreational cannabis sales topped 26 billion with a B nationwide, according to Vanxt. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know about maths and numbers and stuff, everybody, that's a fuckload of money. <laughs> all right. If you're not a mathematician, it's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but even while sales soar, dispensaries say ecking out of profit is growing harder. I don't know what that word is, ecking. E-K-I-N-G. Eking. It, it should be double E then for eking, right? Did it not know how is. English works? Fucking Daily Mail. It's God got to damn. be. It's got to be eking. <laughs> uh, out of profit is growing harder as a glut of weed production pushes prices lower. A boon for blissed out pot consumers, but a bane for growers and retailers. And we've seen this, you know, uh, lots of cannabis has been produced and because of all the regulations and stuff, it's difficult to sell it all. And it's low quality. People don't want to buy low quantity. I mean, there's some people who will buy low quality cannabis, but there's other people who just want to buy the good stuff, which, of course, if I was buying cannabis, I would only want the good stuff, especially if you're paying stupid fucking money, like $10 a gram for it. You want good shit. But we also said, we've said it many times, you're also going to have a certain section of the population that wants Bud Light, you know, wants just regular Run of the mill, not anymore. No, of course, light, cause light. <laughs> okay, yeah, cause light. Then that's fine. <laughs> There's another, but you, know but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there are some people who are not going to want to pay for the good stuff, they're only going to mm-hmm. want a cheap high. Yeah, so we have in California, dispensary chain MedMen, once dubbed the Apple Store of Weed, teeters on the brink of financial ruin while in New Jersey, New Jersey. A trade group warns the industry is stagnant in a doom loop due to licensing delays. Sadly, the legal cannabis markets demanded by countless Americans are on the verge of collapse if common sense practical reforms are not enacted urgently. The National Cannabis Industry Association warns in a report this month. And this is just obviously going to happen. I don't think I've seen anywhere yet that has legalized cannabis and not just incurred loads of stupid fucking rules that don't belong there in the first place. It's like they legalize it, but they add fucking 20 more laws to it. You know, like, yeah, yeah you, can, you can have it, but you can't have any more than three plants. You can't have more than 50 grams. You can only buy seven grams a day. You can't have it within 200 meters of a school, which is kind of understandable. You know, you don't want the kids smelling weed smoke. But then when you look at yeah. the, the, the maps, the same that you can't have it within a certain distance of a school. And then you look at how many schools there are around. It's like, oh, we can't have weed anyway. You know, so there's, there's loads of just ridiculous rules that are put in place that have an effect on the way the industry should be working when... You know, they need to take oh, their yeah. dirty, grubby fingers out of the fucking pie and just let the industry do its thing. You know, it's not saying that it needs no regulation, because of course it does. We don't want children and minors getting hold of cannabis. That's just not the way things should be. You know, it's for adult consumption, unless it's for medical uses, of course. So, you know, you just need to stand back, r- let go of some of these ridiculous laws, you know, let people do their home grow. Just things need to change, man. And this is why they're having these problems is because they just put these ridiculous laws in place. You know, I'll, I'll just read through this a big graphic here. It says key stats for we, uh, U.S. weed industry. Number of states where rec- recreational weed is legal is 23. City with the highest number of recreational weed dispensaries is Denver, Colorado, with 319. Uh, state with the highest. Dan- Sorry, Monty. I said I would have guessed Portland would have been that one. And that's in Oregon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland was I, I couldn't walk a half a block and not see a dispensary in that, in that city. Wow. So Denver, Colorado is even more. 
I've been uh, to Denver, and I don't remember them being that many of them, but yeah. The state with the highest annual sales uh, volume is California, obviously. It's, what, it's, the, it's like the seventh largest economy in the world, if it wasn't the state, California is. It's ridiculously big. Uh, and that's $423.1 million. Wow. That's annual sales, man. That's mm. like just under half a billion. Crazy money. National sales of legal weed in 2022 equal $26.1 billion. Number of Americans legally employed by the cannabis industry is 417,000 people. That's a fucking big, that's a large amount of people. Yep. It's a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. Number of who lost their job in the last year is 8,500. That's just 2% of those people. Uh, because of the cannabis industry is regulated independently in each state where it is legal, the specific issues the industry faces varies from state to state. But the industry fractured nature may be part of the problem, says Whitney, because any access supply is officially trapped within the state it has grown due to a federal ban on interstate sales of cannabis. So that means, you know, if it's grown in Colorado, for example, it can't be sold in Oregon because it wasn't grown in that particular state. So they're not allowed to pass the cannabis from state to state because that would break break federal laws. It's uh, complex shit. Okay, right. Yeah. On the West Coast in particular, that has meant a glut of oversupply that has sent prices plunging. Because in California... They get all this sun. It's a nice place to grow, and you grow some quality fucking ganja out in California. But let's say somewhere where it is more cold, like Michigan, something further north, Wisconsin, you know, these kind of states where don't have the same conditions of California, they can't have the California cannabis. But if California was able to ship their cannabis across the whole lot of the states, there'll be much less of an issue regarding these gluts and things. But they're not allowed to do that because of the uh, federal law. So it's all crazy, man. Just a shitload of rules in place, just making it difficult for the industry to function the way it needs to. And whether that is done on purpose or by accident, I wouldn't say it was done on purpose because you know it's that old, uh, that old saying, never blame on malice what can be blamed on stupidity. And these <laughs> politicians are fucking stupid. So <laughs> I wouldn't say that they're smart enough to be like, oh, but if we did this and this and this and this, then it'll proper fuck up the industry and then they won't have it anyway. They're not smart enough for that. They're not organized enough for that. So I think, I think it's just stupidity on their part. So much. And, gre- and greed is the other mm-hmm. part of it. That with politicians, you know, it's like get as much as you can from it and fuck the industry. They don't really care if it's going to be if it's going to be here tomorrow. They just, you know, cannabis yeah. is considered to be basically a money tree to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He says here, when legal sales began in Oregon, a pound of cannabis might have gone for $3,000 wholesale, mm-hmm. while now it might cost. Anybody want to take a guess at how much it costs for a pound? $500. What are you saying, Bull? Oh, it was three grand. Yeah. What is it now? Survey it was, says. I'm going to say $250. 100 to Wow. Uh, that's wow. awful. Low. Now, I, knew, I know a guy wow. who said he could get it for 500 a pound anytime, anyplace, anywhere, but I'd have never heard that 200. That's got to be low yeah. quality wow. shit, man. Yeah, it's, you can make hash out could, of it. <laughs> I don't know if I could grow it for that cheap, honestly. Wag. That's. But you could if you had a field. If you had a field of it, maybe, but even still. Like there's a lot more that goes into it than just putting it in the ground and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. growing it. Like because they've got to do all the tests and that. Surely they're making trimming. Awesome. You know, yeah. So I ain't trimming a pound of ganja for hundred quid. Never 
<laughs> you know no what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. Nationwide, Ooh. just 24% of companies in the cannabis industry are profitable, down sharply from 42% last year, according to a survey conducted by Whitney's consulting firm, Whitney Economics. Whitney told DailyMail.com that in addition to price, pricing pressures, cannabis businesses are struggling under tax burdens because federal law prohibits them from reducing business expenses from income taxes like a normal business would. So, you know, this article goes on. It's, it's uh, quite a long one. It's got a lot of stuff in there, a lot of information. You can find it over on the DailyMail.co.uk, but don't go there because it's shit. Just saying <laughs> but just do a Google search for the title and you'll find it, you know. But it's an interesting article and they do cover it quite well, considering it is a daily fail article. But we can it just highlights the points that the problems right now with the cannabis industry is the ridiculous laws that are being passed over in the States, over in the UK, over here, which the problems with the UK industry here is that it's still fully illegal, you know, unless you bribe the government, you can sell it for medicine. But that's just uh it's just fuckery, man. It's just still too much fuckery. If you take that number and do a quick calculation, it's le- it's around or just over six dollars an ounce. Wow, Jesus! <laughs> like fuck off. Damn, I had my cousin <laughs> telling me today that he can go and get half ounce for one twenty, hundred and twenty pound for half an ounce of cannabis. Damn. Yeah. I don't know if that's expensive <clears throat> or, or cheap. I haven't bought it in so long. Yeah, you know, fuck that. And it's not even about buying it. It's the waiting around. It's like, you know, 15 minutes around the corner. That shit still yeah, goes yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, we know. That's the worst part. And then he's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's great, fam. It's the best. It's the best I've yep. had in ages. And you get and it and you're like. Got loads of quality is- seeds in it. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's it. Yeah. It's just bulked out with just fucking trim and stem and shit. Good on you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting shit still going on in the States there. I know, but it sounds like it's uh, the golden age of cannabis, but they're still having lots of problems. But we still have another couple of news articles to cover before we wrap this up, so we should get onto those. Monkey, do you want to cover your next one? Sure. Um, this one also came from someone in the forum, something that we have been anxiously looking for. It says, uh, leaked HHS Health and Human Services letter calls upon Department uh, DEA Drug Enforcement Agency to reschedule cannabis. Okay, Bloomberg News has obtained a letter from a top Department of Health and Human Services official recommending that the U.S. Drug Enforcement Wow, I need water. Talk about <laughs> super dry mouth right now. <laughs> Let's try this again. Okay, Bloomberg News has obtained a letter from a top Department of Health and Human Services official recommending that the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration reclassify cannabis from a Schedule One to a Schedule Three controlled substance under federal law. Not exactly what we wanted, guys, but, you know, mm. it's something. Uh, let's keep looking at it then. The letter dated August 29th comes 10 months after the Biden administration requested the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate the administrative process to review expeditiously how cannabis is scheduled under federal law. While campaigning for presidency, Biden repeatedly promised that he would reschedule cannabis. Now, right there, I'm going to stop because he did not promise to reschedule. What did he say? Decriminalize is what he promised. No excuses. He's still a liar. Just yeah, saying. he's a liar. Both ways he's a liar, <laughs> but... 
you know, he promises when he first got in office and like it's almost time for another election and he still ain't done it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> the HHS recommendation now goes back to the Drug Enforcement Administration, which will conduct its own scientific review. In the past, the DEA has employed its own five-factor test, which differs from the HHS criteria, to determine whether or not cannabis ought to be rescheduled. On four prior occasions, the agency has determined that cannabis failed to meet any of the five criteria. <laughs> that doesn't sound too good, you know what I mean? In 2016, for instance, the agency concluded, based on the established five-part test for making such determinations that cannabis had no accepted medical use because the drug's chemistry was not known wow. or reproducible. They are not adequate. There's no adequate safety studies. There are no adequate or well-controlled studies proving e efficacy. The drug is not accepted by qualified experts and the scientific evidence is not widely available. Now, let's look at these things. Why is none of this available? Easy. It's illegal and you can't do the tests. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because schedule one, they're not allowed to. Isn't it? No, I mean, it's, a, it's like so you can't make something, you can't change the schedule because you don't have this information, but you can't get this information unless you change the schedule. But this is like, oh my gosh, don't, don't get me started on this. This is like, oh, painful. That's all I have to yeah. say, painful. <laughs> At that time, the agency also claimed that international treaty obligations prevented cannabis from being placed on any schedule other than Schedule 1 or Schedule 2. The DEA and that is partly true, right? That's because of the uh, was it the World Health Organization, the, the United United Nations, uh, United Nations, but, yeah, yeah. But if you guys remember, there was a committee with the United Nations about six or eight months ago that recommended to change that. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. it, it was just a committee within the United Nations. The they had the official proclamation hadn't changed yet, but at least the United Nations was starting to look at that. So, hmm. So let's see, in general, Schedule Three controlled substances like anabolic steroids and ketamine are FDA-approved drugs that are uniformly regulated by federal government and are only available by prescription. This is what their, their uh, HHS wants to do with cannabis, only available by prescription. In response to the leaked letter, Normal's de deputy director said it will be very interesting to see how the DEA responds to this recommendation, given the agency's historic opposition to any potential change in cannabis's categorization under federal law. Further, for decades, the agency has utilized its own five-factor criteria for the assessing cannabis placement in the CSA criteria. As recently as 2016, the agency claimed that cannabis failed to meet since the agency has a final say, blah, 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 blah. Um, Normal has long called for the removing of cannabis from the CSA altogether in a manner similar to tobacco and alcohol in order to resolve existing conflicts between state and federal cannabis laws. Armento reemphasized that position stating the goal of any federal cannabis policy reform ought to be addressing the existing untenable chasm between the federal marijuana policy and the cannabis laws of the majority of the U.S. states. Rescheduling the cannabis to plant, plant the Schedule Three of the U.S. Controlled Substances Act fails to adequately address this conflict as existing state legislation laws, both adult and medical, will continue to be in conflict with federal regulations. 
therefore perpetuating the existing divide between state and federal cannabis policies. He, I mean, that says it all. It's very, very um, almost bureaucratic talk, but we've been saying it for the longest time here. You know, you've got the federal officials here who can throw you in jail at any given time. And if they, the, your state federal pe people said, oh, don't worry about them. But you know, if the federal government wants to get nasty, they can come back and take it all back. And you keep hearing mm -hmm. a lot of people say that, oh, it's gone too far. It'll never happen. I would like to think that, but I'm not going to say that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Don't ever say the government won't do something or can't do something because, damn yeah. it. <laughs> damn it. Remember the lockdowns? <laughs> yes, exactly. Remember weapons of mass destruction? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Remember back and to the left? Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one too much? Is that one too much? <laughs> well, let me go ahead and get the last little sum up of this, and then we can get into all the size stuff you want to get into. <laughs> It's like he added, just as it is intellectually dishonest to categorize cannabis in the same placement as heroin, which is Schedule 1, Ugh. it is equally disingenuous to, to treat cannabis in the same manner as anabolic steroids or ketamine. The majority of Americans believe that cannabis ought to be legal, that its hazards to health are less significant than those associated with federally descheduled substances like alcohol and tobacco, and I'll add coffee in there too, it's not in the article, but hey, caffeine. Like those latter substances, we have long argued that cannabis plants should be removed from the Controlled Substance Act altogether, thereby providing state governments rather than the federal government the ability to regulate in the manner they see fit without violating federal law. So there you go. That's normal stance on the, the, the leak of what HHS is going to propose to the DEA. So let's just hope the DEA says now we're done with this. And no, and I honestly don't think this is going to happen, but it would be ideal if the DEA says, don't worry about it. We're just going to go ahead and take it off the list altogether. I, I don't that. think that would happen, man. Because it's for the same reason why it's there in the first place. Because yeah, when like they, they, they need yeah, a villain, it. they mm -hmm. need a villain. Mm -hmm. If they get rid of cannabis, what do they have? You know, well, they have cocaine. It's only a, a, a fucking minute percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's true, gonna, but still, the, that that still gets into a small percentage of people. Rather, a, a large percentage of people, in comparison, use cannabis. You know, cannabis is used by a lot of people, man, and the, the other drugs they don't get used by as many people. You know, a much smaller percentage. Yeah, I think you know I saw the I mean? latest statistic I saw was in a U.S. adult statistic is that uh, fifty percent of U.S. adults admit that they have tried cannabis at one point in time. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. You know, if you say the same thing for cocaine, what would you say, 10%? Uh, you know? well, cocaine or fentanyl, yeah, you're going to be a lot lower. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot less money for them to be making. A lot less police officers would be needed or federal drug enforcement officers. A lot less will, will be needed. So, mm -hmm. But wouldn't mm -hmm. you say the reason that, that more, I would think so at least, that the reason more adults are going to are admitting to using cannabis or willing to at least try it is because they think it's a little bit safer maybe than fentanyl or heroin and because or, it is well, <laughs> they don't yeah, think I they mean, know they've done their research and they know better they know that their government has been lying to them for over 70 years mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i mean you don't see it in the news xyz died of a, of a cannabis overdose it just doesn't happen you know beautiful red eye gunner in there in the chat Nice quote there from Scarface. Said, you need me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well done. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, <laughs> man. 
<laughs> what an epic movie. You know what oh, I mean? That's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. But good point, so there, man. So there you go with, with the federal government right there. That you know that we we're we we're waiting for this rescheduling recommendation. Now we have it. I don't know if we want it, but we got it. Yeah. So just one more quick one. We'll quickly run through this. This was from Billy Barnes. It's just a short article here. And, uh, well, I'll read through it and you'll be able to figure out what it's all about as I read through. The title pretty much says the lot. No link between cannabis use and psychosis in high-risk adolescence study shows. Uh, mm. So, yeah, that pretty much speaks for itself. There we go. That's cannabis news and events. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a recent study published by the journal Psychiatry Research shows no link between prolonged recreational cannabis use and psychosis, even in a cohort of adolescents deemed to be at high risk of developing the disorder. Scientists affiliated with Hofstra University in New York and a Stanford University in California assessed participants for up to two years to determine if exposure to cannabinoids heightens the risk of psychosis. The longitudinal study included adolescents under the age of 18 with a mean age of 16.4 years. 81% of the cohort were enrolled in school at the time of the study. 53% were male and 47% were female. 61.2 were white, 8.2 were African-American, 5.9 were Asian and 15.3 were Hispanic. The study's author wrote, at baseline, there was an overall significant difference between the subgroups on age, with the no-use subgroup being the youngest at 16.1 years old, and the other two subgroups about a year older on average. Continuous cannabis use over two years of follow-up was not associated with an increased psychosis transition rate and did not worsen clinical symptoms, functional functioning levels, and overall neurocognition, neurocognition. Nevertheless, our findings study that continuously using cannabis may associate, fuck's sake, concentrate. Hmm. Let me go back. Albeit non-significant, attenuated, I think that word is, attenuated positive symptoms reveals relative to non-users. This quite modest difference did not lead to a significant in- increase in psychosis onset. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. If any of you understand what I just said there, well done. The study also examined <laughs> other neurological health factors in the cohort and found that CHR, clinical high-risk youth who continuously use cannabis, had higher neurocognition and social functioning over time and decreased medication usage relative to non-users. Surprisingly, clinical symptoms improved over time despite the medication decrease. Hmm. I wonder why that is. Maybe cannabis does has some kind of medicinal value. Findings from this study concur that with the results of the study previously covered by Leafly, which found no significant link between the development of psychotic disorders and cannabis use in a cohort of over 400 people, mainly con- composed of individuals at high risk for psychosis. So there we go. Uh, sorry to break it to you all, everybody, but the government's been lying to us for a very, very long time. Really? <laughs> yeah. If you weren't aware, you are now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and we still hear it over here in the UK, and I don't think they're going to stop using the term anytime soon. But we have this mind-altering super skunk. 
you know, festering amongst the youth and rotting their <laughs> brains. It's absolutely ridiculous, man. And uh, I mean, I think here using the, you know, the same about the mean age of the people in the studies was 16.4 years. It's a little bit young, but, you know, I was smoking cannabis before the age of 16 and I turned out okay. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's, um, it's up for debate. But you know what I mean? Many of us, many of us here have been using cannabis from a very young age. No, it's not ideal for young people to be using cannabis. It's, it's definitely far less harmful than most of the uh, alcohol. For example, if you're drinking lots of alcohol at that age, you're going to be pretty fucked by the time you're in your twenties. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's ideal, but if I was to find my kids using any drug at all, then I'd rather find them using cannabis than drinking alcohol. Pretty mm. simple. So, I prefer them to use none, but you know that's not the way things go, is it? We've all been kids. We've all been teenagers. You know, we know what it's like at those ages, man. We experiment with things. So, I just think it's bad that the government feels the need to lie to us. Imagine how different things would be if the government was constantly honest with us and told us the truth about all of these things, when we wouldn't have so much skepticism towards them all the time. And I've said many times before, you know, what would the the mindset against the government and the authorities like police, how would the relationship between ordinary people and these companies like the government and the police differ if they didn't just lie to us and prosecute us for drug laws over the last 70 years, at least 70 years? We're, nobody has respect for the police anymore. You know, it's very rare to find somebody who does respect the police. And that's because of the bullshit laws that have been passed regarding what people do in their own spare time to their own body that has zero effect on anybody else. You know, you should be able to go home and take whatever the fuck you like, as long as it isn't having any kind of detrimental effect on anybody else other than yourself. You should be allowed to do whatever the fuck you like. And because that has been enforced with, uh, you know, you're going to be sent to prison if you do it for so long. People just have no respect for these authority figures anymore. It's like, mind your fucking business and let me do what I want to do with my life. And if I fuck mm. with anybody else's shit, then prosecute me. But until then, fuck you. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. So good study. I'd like to learn more about this study. I don't think the, I want to see it done bigger with more people in it. And I volunteer to be part of that study if you want me to, uh, smoke some cannabis and see if it changes my perspective because it, I am definitely more psychotic without cannabis. I'll just say that, mm. you know, <laughs> and I'm sure many of us feel the same way. Mm. You, know, you get pissed off at something you need to calm the fuck down. What do you do? Smoke a reefer, right? Uh, usually take a walk with mm. a reefer, right? Well, I wish I could, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> if I could take a walk with a joint, that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like hit the joint and then take a walk. Or psilocybin uh, in the chat. He just said there, I opened the tent to water and within 10 minutes, I could smell my plants out in the hallway of my apartment building. Mephistogenetic. <laughs> I know the feeling. The Mephistogenetics, they're stinky, aren't they? Yeah. Damn. Damn. Just, smells just good. Mm. some Mephisto beans. So yeah. Yeah. 
high quality shit man if anybody doesn't like autos if you're still in that branch of people who are like autos is shit you need to grow photos then you really have to try some mephisto genetics and then you will change your perspective pretty fucking quick come come and check out some of my diaries and then tell me that autos are shit yeah, <laughs> that's not even mephisto genetics that no hell, it's you know? not because i can't get my hands on those fuckers so imagine yeah, imagine that's it, bad yeah. I would get the small violin out and shit, but no, nah, that that's definitely a shit fucking story, yeah. man. You should be able to get them genetics. You want me to shake my box sad. of beans so you can hear it? Would that make you feel Yeah, better? go on. Go yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Anyway, just a few pieces of forum news we'll get to before the 420 lands. We have Angus joining us on the 5th of September, which is Tuesday at 9 p.m. That will be live on YouTube for everybody to come and watch. We'll be having a live question and answers session with Angus. He was on the show a few weeks ago. He was on for the news, for the interview, and for the Grow Guides episode, and everybody loved the content that we had with Angus. So he's coming back for a live show on Tuesday in the same place here on High on Homegrown, uh, the YouTube channel, so youtube.com slash High on Homegrown at 9 p.m. UK time. That's 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific. All right, so come and join us for, for that show. Make sure you're here. It's going to be fun, everybody. Uh, we have member of the month for September, which is Dave TG01 over at the forum. So keep up the good work, Dave. Thanks for everything you do over at the forum. Yes, and then, thank you um, so much. Then we have Mackie and Monkey go on Growcast. Ask me anything on Saturday. So if you are a patron over at Growcast, uh, you know, with our friend Jordan River, everybody should know Growcast by now. If not, download Growcast. It's an awesome show. Uh, yeah, we're going to be over there on the Ask Me Anything session with Jordan on Saturday. That's at 6 p.m. UK time. So just do a little bit of maths of the times he just told you, and you'll be able to figure out when it is. 6 p.m. UK time, I think. Uh, on Wednesday, me and Monkey are also joining Brian and Marco on their show over at the Future Cannabis Project. And that starts at 9 p.m. UK time as well. So that's 9 p.m. UK time, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. So join us there on the Future Cannabis Project. Yes. That's yes. everything. That's everything, right? And there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. Don't forget you can find us over at percysgroveroom.com, the Cannabis Growers Forum, anytime. So if you have any news stories you would like to send us to cover on next week's show, if you have any suggestions for grow guides or even any suggestions for future guests on the show, then do feel free to get in touch. You can find us over at Percy's Grow Room. As I said, you can find us on our Discord server, which is linked in the description of this download. And you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just send us a message there if you have any suggestions or any news stories you want us to cover. But as usual, thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. It would be awesome if you could share it. But of course, no pressure. Uh, leave a comment if you can. Just any way you can support the show would be massively appreciated but just being here and listening to the show and downloading it is already help enough so thank you for that i hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you on the next one which is an interview with tommy chung on wednesday we'll see you then or if you are free on tuesday which is tomorrow when this download goes out we have a live q a with angus over on our youtube channel which is again youtube.com slash high on homegrown we hope to see you over there Stay high, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye.